Uh, welcome back, junkies, junkers, junkets, non-binary junks. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that was supposed to be, but, you know, welcome, glad you're here. I hope your Halloween was safe and exciting, but also a little bit dangerous because, you know, where's where's the fun in life if things aren't a little sketchy? <laughs> Uh, but now we're here in November. I don't know what you're celebrating in November. Some people do the no shave November. Some people do the no nut November. I personally am uh, partaking in a no dope November. In uh, So I'm not doing any of my extracurriculars. I have also decided to stop smoking cigarettes because I'm pretty sure if you're... Uh, even just a somewhat basic listener, you've heard the like difficulty in breathing. I think part of that is due to the COVID that I had. Like, you know, they say one of the adverse side effects is that it diminishes your lung capacity. Hey, chill out, kitty. Damn. Anyways, it diminishes your lung capacity and I already have asthma. And then on top of that, I was smoking and I just think that it has been getting worse and worse. So I'm going to try and do the right, smart, healthy thing and stop smoking for my own benefit. I'll probably, I I don't know. It's been pretty easy so far. Um, So I'm not sure what's going to happen. Normally that's a bad sign. Normally when things are easy to start off with, it doesn't stay that way. So I guess we'll find out in the next uh, couple weeks if it's going to get any worse. So, but yeah, um, but anyways, I'm, uh, November is here. I do have a few things in this month that I'm, uh, somewhat excited for. CU Space Cowboy is going on tour with, uh, let me see if I can remember this, Wrist Meat Razor, Grey Haven, and Vatican, and initially I bought tickets to go see them at the Beat Kitchen in Chicago. Well, that's near the end of the month. And from what I've been seeing on these bands' socials is that they will be having, like, exclusive tour merch. And I gotta I gotta get on those. So I also bought a ticket to see, to go to the Indianapolis date um, on the 16th. Uh, and what was I gonna say? Oh my gosh, see, this is, this is one of those side effects of not part. You would think it'd be the opposite, right? You would think that my memory would get better. Oh, um, but yeah, I have to go early because a lot of the exclusive tour merch that they're having is limited. So I'm hoping that I can get in there and get some. Bro, Wrist Meat Razor, one of the bands there, is doing like alternate covers of their new album, and they've got some sick fucking alt covers, bro. One of them is a uh, uh, Bullet for My Valentine. Um, what is it? The Poison, and then they have a uh, from uh, from Autumn to Ashes alt cover bro sick but i am specifically going to go to the indie show which is on the 16th just because i've got records that i need these mafkas to sign you know um i probably won't stay because i'm pretty sure that show is on a wednesday and i have to go to fucking work in the morning and i get up at three o'clock in the morning so probably i definitely won't be staying but i'll 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 pay the ticket to go have them sign my shit um but yeah, that's essentially all I've got going on in November. Um, 
<laughs> Do you guys want to hear a stupid joke? Well, it's not a stupid joke, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed this joke, right? If you get this joke, good for you. If you don't, I, I don't know what to tell you, okay? You're, you're, you're a fucking plebe, okay? But here we go. <clears throat> so I recently heard about this young adult novel in which Schrodinger's cat and Pavlov's dog team up for a cross-country adventure. So I headed down, headed on down to the library to see if they had a copy, right? The librarian said that my description rang a bell, but she wasn't sure if it was there or not. Hold for applause because that joke is so good. That joke belongs on Frasier. If and when they reboot, maybe they didn't do it yet, but if they ever reboot Frasier, I'm, I need that joke on that show because it's dumb enough it's just dumb enough to be smart, but it's also smart enough to be dumb, right? So, I don't know, I, I, I hope you enjoy that stupid joke. <laughs> Ooh, you know what I just remembered? You know what also comes out this month? The live-action Cowboy Bebop. Woo! Listen, I know some of the, like, preview teaser things they've released haven't looked all that great, but I'm also... No, I'm not certain, okay? But I have a feeling that some of those teasers are were like mock-up things that they made specifically just for teasers. Like, it's not even in the show. It's nothing like the show. At least I'm hoping. That's really what I'm leaning towards because I think that first teaser was fucking garbaggio, my guy. Oh, man. I'm just not excited. Well, I mean, I'm excited for Cowboy Bebop, but I'm not excited if those teasers are any indication of what the show is going to be like. <sighs> I can't even... Oh, you know what I also just remembered? Fucking Bullet For My Valentine has an album coming out tomorrow. And by tomorrow, I mean Friday, uh, remember, remember the 5th of November. Um, also, I apologize for any and all uh, V for Vendetta memes you had to suffer through on Friday. You know, because I get it, okay? It's a great movie. It's a wonderful movie. But, like, shut up. <laughs> you know, like, we get it, okay? 5th of November. I don't know. I'm just... But, uh, What was I talking about? November 5th uh, thing. Oh, yeah, Bullet for My Valentine. Um, I'm kind of excited. Fingers are crossed. I want bullet to be good I wasn't thrilled with that gravity album they put out I thought that was like mediocre only in the sense that it wasn't the bullet that I like uh, Chris you're just getting old shut up I know okay but still I definitely think it was a venture off from their traditional sound but I also get it you know they've been around since fucking 2004 Right? They got to switch shit up. I get it. Trying to accrue new fans. Whatever. That's what a day to remember did with their last fucking album. And I was really resistant to it at first, you know, but they're actually some, they do a solid job at making some like, you know, pop songs. So it's fine. I just, you know, I'm stuck in my ways. Okay. There's, there's like a whole bubble. There's a whole area of time where 
this music had such an emotional impact on me. I'm sure you have your, I'm sure there's bands that had an emotional impact on you when you were fucking 16, but that band is no longer that same band, right? That's just how, that's just how time works. Okay. But I don't know, man. So yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. I think um, tomorrow I'm recording this on Thursday. I'll fucking be transparent with you. It's Thursday night. I uh, I think I'm gonna listen to the Limp Bizkit album tomorrow, and I'm probably gonna hate it because I've never been a huge Limp Bizkit fan. And I'm gonna be honest, I never even really looked into Limp Bizkit all that much. I knew Break stuff, and I fuck with that song, but I don't know any other music. Well, no, that's not true. I know keep rolling, 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 yeah. I know that song too, but I'm pretty sure that I never really listened to it, right? Like start to finish. I also think, I think The Undertaker used that song for like his entrance, his like entrance music for a little bit. I don't know, man. But yeah, I'm going to fucking listen to uh, Limp Biscuit tomorrow and we're going to see if I fucking like it. Okay. But yeah, I don't, so I'm going to stop rambling. I'm, I'm tired. I heard my fucking timer go off for my food. So I'm, I'm going to stop doing this and I'm going to go munch, bro. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to, uh, for you to indulge in this interview. Now, just, uh, there's been, there were some technical difficulties, right? Their, uh, their laptop, uh, took a spill, the couple days prior to this, right? And so, as you'll hear, I'll mention that their camera didn't work, their mic was kind of wonky, and it cuts in and out throughout the thing, so you may have to listen or just kind of use some context clues like I had to do when I was talking to them. But it was a good conversation. Um, there is a part that, like, dropped the uh, the third-party thing that I used to record with uh dropped and I lost a little bit of the conversation I think it was about uh their song pins and needles I couldn't remember exactly what they said and I didn't want to just like spew out I was gonna fill in the void in post and be like oh they said this but I don't know that felt weird to do to summarize their own shit so I didn't do it um well I'll just have to you know have bring them on again which I don't mind because this band is so fucking solid, dude. Like, I was pretty leery, leery, weary, weary of what to expect with this band. But when I heard them, bro, I if you fuck with emo music, you're gonna like this band. Okay, Plainview from Michigan, they're going places, man. They've got that emo sound down. So take a trip back with me to a grand old year of 2006, right? Oh, and be sure to check out their new music video for the song that's featured at the end of this interview, Feed From You. And please enjoy this interview with my new friends, Plainview. Hey, can I tell you guys a dumb story real quick? We're going to start the show off with just some... Mainly, what I like to do is I like to try and talk to you since we are all... Well, we're strangers, right? And sometimes it's weird to try and just jump into an interview with a stranger. So I'm going to let you know that I am indeed, in fact, one of you and a person. So 
Yeah. Yes. Yesterday at work, I'm taking a poop. Right. I'm getting paid to poop. Okay. It's the epitome uh-huh. of life. Okay. It's the it's as good as it gets. I'm listening to one of my favorite bands ever, Him. Right. You know, right. Dark Light, yeah. Venus Doom. You know, His Infernal Majesty. So I'm like, oh, you know, what would be? How can I share the love of His Infernal Majesty? And I was like, oh, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll make, I'll write a funny thing, right? You know, like, eh, I couldn't think of anything. So I was like, whatever, her, all right, it'll say her. So what's something you look for in a partner? Me. They have to know what this is. And I just put the picture of the heartogram, right? I You're saw like, that eh. today. Bro, that, it's over like, it's 600 shares. Like, I don't. Yeah, I saw that today. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so stupid. Like, I, <laughs> I, I'm so mad that I have spent days crafting like a good, solid, like clever joke, and I get maybe 20 responses. I'm taking a shit, and I posted this thing, and now 700 people have shared this dumb thing, and I'm mad. I'm mad that my minimal effort was rewarded. That's what I'm mad about. It just happens. You never know. <sighs> yeah, bro. Social you media post is when a. You're pooping more often. Right. Well, maybe that's where the magic comes from. Maybe that's what we got to start doing. I think you just just tapped into something real powerful here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't think about it. Just fucking vomit onto your social media, and it'll it'll blow up. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just the sincerity of it. Is that Facebook could tell that I was very vulnerable, you know, in the fact that my pants were down and I was half naked in that moment when I posted that, and they're like, "Give them a break." Yeah spread this but no it was i didn't i'm i'm i i've been telling everybody's like i'm irritated you know it's this shouldn't have been the thing that spread i mean i'm glad that it's him right i love i love him but i didn't put much effort into this and i'm i'm mad that it was it's been spread like it was well, I get that, dude. If, it, if it was something that i'm glad it was that yeah i found out today i was like I, you get notifications for like, oh, this person shared it. And I looked at one and they shared it to a group called Elder Emos, which oh, is me. Yeah, and, I w- and I was like, bro, what the fuck? Why didn't somebody invite me to this group when you posted my shit in there, bro? Like, I, I was like, yo, let me in this fucking group. They still haven't added me, those bastards. Elder yeah. Emo admins, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Add me in that group. Add me in this fucking group, you bastards. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's... That's been my last 48 hours is just me being completely annoyed at the situation. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh let's open up the show. Let me pull up my fucking notes so I'm not shooting from the hip. Even though that is kind of what I do here. You'll you'll notice right away that I am not a professional, right? Uh, this isn't the Rolling Stones. This isn't Loudwire. This is Toon Junkies podcast. As you can see, this is my apartment. <laughs> so, so uh, um, what was I getting at? Oh, yeah. Um, very conversational in how I do this. Like, I'm just going to talk to you as if we were, you know, I just saw you at your show, and I'm just going to buy you a drink, and we're going to hang out. So, oh, yeah, um, sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. love to drink. Just so everybody's aware. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Hey, you want me to go get you something to drink? I've got a, a fridge full of waters. Hell yeah. Um, water is just, underrated. Well, water is underrated, bro. Water, bro. Know. A crisp, no, cool water. You need to have a good glass of water. You need that good shit. 
Who said they hate water? Which one no, of you I, said? I know people who hate water. Oh, okay. I was about to kick you from the show. Be like, nope, we're not interviewing this fucking guy. <laughs> Anti-water? That's worse than anti-vaccine, bro. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. let's do this. Welcome to the Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris. Today, I am joined with three-fourths, three-fifths. Is it, it's three-fourths, three isn't it? What was it? Three-fifths? Yeah, yeah correct. Three-fifths. Yeah. Three Six-tenths of the band. <laughs> Plainview. Hello. How's it going, Toon Junkies podcast? Hello. Very happy to be here. Hello, hello. It's weird that. to... It was weird for me to be referred to as Toon Junkies because, like, over the course, over the course of the existence of this thing, we've had uh, there's been a few lineup changes. At first, it was uh, a three piece, and then it was a two piece, and then it was a three piece, and then it was a two piece, and now it's kind of a one piece. So, like, and not the anime. Okay, I'm not a one piece guy. Oh, oh, I heard the disappointment. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't see anything. He said, oh, it's just, it's, it's too intimidating, bro. There's like a million episodes. I can't jump into that. That's a oh, commitment. It's just, it's just dabble. It's like a buffet. I just like randomly just <laughs> like, that looks kind of cool. And then like stop paying attention for like another year. Yeah. I, I like the, I like the small. So like, okay, we're going to dive. We're going to, we're going to segue real quick into anime. Cause I am, I'm always down to talk about anime. I prefer the like the 20 the 20 episode like series just because it's easily consumable 12 is even better as long as the story's good but like 12 24 I think you know there are some series where they're great when they're you know under 100 episodes like Death Note the story of Death Note was great uh, great pace but like bro uh, you know if I were to have tried to start Dragon Ball Z now being nope. almost 30 i would fucking kill myself because that show is so slow that show is only meant for children for sure oh my god yeah no i'm like it just goes to show how much like you don't have to draw something out in order for it to be like good like there's some mini series that are absolutely fantastic like um mm-hmm. what was was clickbait because i was on netflix yeah i know there's a couple of, like amazing short mini series out there that can be just as good if not better because they have a definite start and a definite end and mm-hmm. they don't have to like put it up with because you know we all love like that anime filler episode and so those are always fun. So yeah, yeah, it's like as love long as the filler episodes. Um, then it's a good series. Right, I that makes me think of a there was a I used to watch it on I think I saw it on Adult Swim. It was called Fooly Cooly F L C L. It was like a very random anime, but it was I think it's only like. Actually, I don't really remember, but I'm pretty sure it's a short. It's a short series. It's very, very wild. There's a another one called. Ooh, I don't remember what it's called, but I want to say it's called Kid with a Golden Bat. But it's about a roller, a kid with rollerblades with a bat who like assaults people in the street. I don't know. It was a it was a weird show. Okay, the early two thousands were wild. Anyways, oh, that sounds funny. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it has a an actual name other than the kid with a golden bat anyways god also this show is sponsored by adhd so we're gonna get off track so feel free to chime in about anything and everything um do me a favor and um go around and 
introduce yourselves and let the listener know what instrument you play. So uh, I'm Steven, I'm the vocalist. I'm Andrew, I play bass and I do backup vocals. I'm Chris, I am one of the guitars. That's it. And he's also the sex appeal. Yeah, he's the sex appeal <laughs> of plain view. I am no such thing, but thank you. These guys are very nice. Uh, see, I would know if you were lying or not if somebody had <laughs> dropped their laptop and broken the camera. Oh, I look like a goblin, so it's fine. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. <laughs> Also, I have to start vetting these bands that I invite on the show because I'm going to have to start implementing a rule. No more Chris's. I have to be the only Chris allowed. I should have done my homework. No idea. There's so many Chris's, too, we have to interact with. Like, there's a couple other people we have um, group chats with, and it's like there's multiple Chris's. So, like, we always have to refer to them as something else. Um, we actually, managers. Yes, yeah, managers, Chris. We used to have another Chris in the band. Like, there were just too many Chris's, man. Too many Chris's. <laughs> Bro, there's <laughs> too it's many. A great cr- name, though. I mean, listen, there. I've met some cool Chris. Wait, real quick. How do you spell your name? Is it with a C or a K? The, uh, the correct way, which is C H R I S. Thank you. Thank you. Hear that, Chris Thorderson? You piece of shit. It C H R I S is the right way. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I have this. There's a rivalry with this kid that uh, used to be in. Well, he's been in several bands in our area, and I always joke. I'm like, you know, you your parents don't love you enough because they didn't give you the correct name, K R I S. What are your parents illiterate? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) If your name is K R I S, I'm not sorry for the joke I just made, but I am also sorry that your name is K R I S. So I do sympathize as well. I know what you mean. Ooh, I gotta be careful. There's a guy in a band that I like called Stop Drop Rewind whose name is Chris K R I S. You better not hear this. Yeah. I like listen listen, Chris, I like your band, but I don't like your fucking name. Change it. Change change it to the winning side. C H R I S. Think of all the great Chris's in history. Chris Pratt. Chris Evans. Uh what's Chris Hemsworth. Bro, that's like all of the Avengers. <laughs> We Chris's are the Avengers, okay? Like what what more do you what more proof do you need? Okay, yeah, we did the names and the all right, cool. All right. Now, the first question we like to ask here on the Toon Junkies podcast normally varies, normally it's silly, but because I have a, a sincere question for you guys, I want to ask what band put you onto emo music? I think this is going to have to be answered individually. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. So, uh, this is Steven responding because you cannot see me. Um, <laughs> it's a tie between the used and my parents because back in the day, my stepsister uh, had MySpace. And so, whenever she would go onto somebody's profile that had music on it, I'd ask her what it was. And then I'd go to my family computer and infect it with LimeWire and download the songs. And, <laughs> um, you know, I had them all on my iPod, but they didn't have the names on them. So like a few years went by when I finally got to middle school, I met a lot of people who liked the same music and I was putting the pieces together like, oh, so this is by the use. This is by My Chemical Romance. Okay, I get it now. There's a whole world about this. Oh, yeah. I'd That's... probably say the first like true emo band that I got into was the used, but like a sort of a gateway to that was Simple Plan. Hell yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Good. 
Um, I'd say my because it started kind of like uh, with Andrew. This is Chris. Um, it started like um, as like a gateway. It was uh, I'd say bad religion for me. I know it's not emo, but it definitely led me down that road. Like bad religion led to Rise Against, which eventually led to bands like Census Fail, and um, mm-hmm. from there on out, I've just been like all aboard. Rise Against has a special spot in my heart because I wouldn't put them in with like emo music, but they're like the content of their lyrics is like the same vein. They've just got like a more punky sound. And uh, what's the vocalist name of Rise Against? Um, Tim McElrath. Tim. Okay. That dude has led a life and I like his, his sobriety, bro. Bravo to Tim. Bravo to that guy. changed his life around good for that guy but yeah um you can't see it right now because the light is blinding it but that right here is actually a used wall flag it's for their heart work album yeah but uh hell yeah i am super glad that you all are uh pro the used because i would say that the used is probably the band that introduced me into like emo and it's weird because like now you know i'm almost 30 i'm starting to i need new music so i've been like branching out and i've learned recently that the used isn't necessarily like the like the definition of emo it's like a subgenre of emo which in the early 2000s we always people would shit on and call it screamo which is just yeah. like post hardcore, but but I didn't know that then. But like I'm just now getting into like the like the singer songwriter like midwestern emo thing, and that's kind of what I am now coming to understand as like the genre of, and then underneath it are all the little subgenres. One of which is like the post hardcore screen. Yeah. Oh stuff. yeah, I, I love the way it branches out because you can always like trace the roots back to mm-hmm. to the common ancestors. It's, it's like ancestry literally. It's, but it's, it's so cool. I would love to see, like, I mean, I'd probably want somebody who, with a collegiate degree of some sort, to, like, do the research and make, like, the tr- instead of, like, a tree of life, but, like, the tree of music. And, like, just watching, like, oh, this band was inspired by this band who was, like, brought, I think that would be real. I would buy, I would spend $120 on a poster that was 8 by 12 and oh, yeah, I would throw yeah, that... Hell yeah. I think that'd be really cool. So, the used. Um, I think it's funny that... Who... who Which... Steven, I think you said uh, that your sister had a MySpace. Yes. Which means your sister is probably my age, which means you are not. No, I am 24. Well, okay. That's not... As, that's that's better than I was expecting. I thought you were going to be like, I'm 22. I'm like, oh, you bitch. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> But I I should I should have known that you were relatively in the know because you did name drop LimeWire and that is oh yeah I feel that, like that's either you you had an older sibling who showed you how to get music or yeah, you no. were like tech savvy enough to be like early a early age of the internet like okay this is how we borrow music forever right yeah yeah I remember. Uh, it's funny that you were saying about um, not having the song titles and stuff like that because I remember specifically spending hours to like going through my iTunes and like going into the file itself 
and then ripping the album artwork and uploading it to the file, changing the file name and like the trap, bro. My dad used to get so mad because I would spend so much time on the laptop. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, just fixing my iPod. And he's like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, well, nothing's wrong with it. It's just all this illegal music I downloaded. I have to (laughs) sift through and rename everything. Otherwise, it's going to be like, yeah, fun stuff. Well, no. Kids these days don't know the struggle of trying to download a thousand songs on DSL internet. Yeah, yeah. Drop that joke and be like, you're a fucking boomer. Like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a... I think there was a uh, TikTok video I was watching where it was like this older guy talking to like a, you know, like early 20s or maybe even like 19 year old. And was like, I'm going to play a sound or I'm going to say a phrase and you tell me what it means. And he was like, and he played the dial up sound. Yeah. And they were like, is that a printer? And I was like, Ugh, oh, no. I mean, it does hurt, but also good for them for not knowing the struggle of fucking dial-up. <laughs> I feel like that's like going to be our equivalent of like walking uphill both ways. <laughs> like you kids have no shit we went through. I waited five minutes for a two forty or what the fuck, like one forty four p video to load. Like yeah, <laughs> it was rough. You won't know the struggle of spending ten dollars on an album and then listening to it and finding out that it sucks. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Geez. Oh, I've been there. Uh, Nothing worse. Oh man. Oh well. Well, you know, this is it's progress. Okay, we we struggled. We what? How does the phrase go? We walked. We, so they- yes, there it is. We walked <laughs> so that they could run. That's exactly right. So, you're welcome, uh, Gen Zs and younger millennials all right so easy because of us that's right yeah you're you're welcome so that's the the emo thing is not actually the first question we like to ask here the first question we actually like to ask is what was your first experience with live music not necessarily playing but what what was the first instance of you seeing live music um so uh, I mean, other than local shows, Warp Tour. Warp Tour. What was your What was the first year you went? Twenty ten, twenty eleven. Ooh, nice. Wait, <laughs> where? Twenty eleven was my first year too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was twenty eleven. Nice. Where? Um, my mine was. Um, you guys know the pop artist Enrique Iglesias. Oh, it was his dad. Yeah. Julio Iglesias. <laughs> it was it was like some random free show that uh, was at uh, some festival that my parents were at. So we went and saw them. It was the most boring shit of my life. So I don't really even count that. But I ended up going with my older stepsister and her friends who were into the, this kind of music at the time uh, in 2007 to the Black on Black tour with Escape the Fate and Bless the Fall when Ronnie was still in Escape the Fate. Nice. And that was kind of like one of my eye-opening to, to the music I would eventually be into. That's so funny that, first of all, how I'm so curious about, <laughs> I loved how you how you pitched that too. You're like, so you know the pop icon Enrique Iglesias? And we were like, oh, yeah, you saw Enrique? Nope. I saw his dad. <laughs> That's who I saw. Yeah, like, what the fuck? It was so boring. 
Uh, I, well, you know, you, you almost can't blame him, though, because he's just, you know, living La Vida Loca. Living La Vida Loca. That is Enrique, right? Living La Vida Loca? I have no idea, am I, though, to be honest. No. Am, I, am I thinking of the right guy? I literally have no idea. <laughs> well, we're going to pause the show because now I need to know. I need to know if that was a good joke or if I, if I fucking swung and missed. Damn it. I was wrong. It's Ricky Martin that I was thinking of. Damn it. Tragic. Oh, well. We're going to leave it in. We're going to leave it in. Even though it's Ricky Martin. Not Enrique Iglesias. Well, what the fuck does Enrique sing? Do you know? Enrique you know? Iglesias. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. His... Oh, and Hero. He sings Hero. Oh, that's that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Enrique, I don't know, but he his fucking his second most popular song is called Pendeja, which is like dumbass in Spanish. So that's cool. <laughs> My first live experience was uh kind of different. Um, I ended up going to see Eminem live in 2010. That was pretty interesting. That what? was my first concert. That was pretty crazy. Where did you see Eminem at? He was uh playing Comerica Park with Jay Z. It was so you insane. saw. You saw Eminem and Jay Z for your first concert yeah. in Detroit. In, yeah, in Detroit, it was like Damn. literally just like a, it was like the home and home tour. So it was literally just America Park in Detroit and I think Yankee Stadium in New York, and that's it. Wow, and it was fucking insane. It was so cool. Well, how how appropriately timed because Jay Z just returned to Instagram. So oh, I've been I don't know if it. Yeah, all right. I've, as you know, I, I got an Instagram so that I could follow Jay Z, and you know, it's <laughs> the time is here. <laughs> the time is now. That's well, that's so crazy. Jay Z. Yeah, I think he's. Um, I saw one of the music. Uh, uh, oh no, profiles that I follow. Like I think it's like Consequence or something. They were like, "Oh, Jay Z has returned to Instagram because he's promoting like a new album." I think. Oh, yeah, I see. It looks like a cowboy. I'm going to be real. I didn't know he was gone. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I, I, see enough, I see enough Beyonce, and she's normally photographed with Jay-Z that I just thought that, like, they were together, you know? It's like it's like one of those... We- okay, I might I might get in trouble for this, and if, ev- if any of you are in this boat, I apologize in advance, but I'm going to say what I got to say. It's they're like one of those weird couples that when they get together they like merge their social medias so it's not Jay Z's profile and Beyonce's profile it's just Jay Z and Beyonce listener if you share a profile with your significant other quit it get your own get your own okay you're yeah, your own person boomers but either way it's weird. like no offense yeah. to my girlfriend but yeah I'm cool with keeping that. No offense to my girlfriends. Whoa! <laughs> I'm not sharing my social media. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I I get it. Like, you just want to show everyone that, you know, oh, we're in love and we're together all the time. Like, we get it, but also you're not one person. <laughs> you're two people. And when you do that, it makes me assume that your uh, your relationship is going to fail because you're too into each other not into each other you're too too close too close you got to have a therapist once told me that within every relationship there are three entities there's a you there's a me and an us and each head needs to be fed individually 
for the group to be happy. Otherwise, it will dissolve. So no, that's 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 really true. Yeah, and yeah. Like it's kind of a learning experience they have to go through, I guess, and just kind of figure out like specifically what it is you need to feed each head. Because I mean, everyone is going to be different. You know, some people exactly. have different people. You know, mm-hmm. require. I don't want to talk about it as if it's like it's it's hard to put into words. <laughs> um, yeah. But like every relationship is different, you know, just like how every person is different and everyone has different needs, everyone has different wants and like coordinating that with someone else. It's like a miracle that like, that, you know, like certain marriages can last like up to 70 years because some people are so in tune with each other, but it just proves that it's possible. And um, yeah, it, it, there, there's a lot that goes into it, but I mean, like it's totally worth it once you actually have that figured out and you do find that right person. Yeah, absolutely. That's... Love is not dead, folks. It can, you know, you just got to find it in a Happy Meal at McDonald's. So, For sure. Yeah, it, it costs some money. I, I remember one time, uh, my first job was at McDonald's. And, uh, Dude, that's oh my God. Steven. Yeah? Yeah, we, me and Steven met at McDonald's working together. Oh, don't say no that. No shit. I'll be like, hey, we want that plain view money. You <laughs> So, like, I, a lot of people talk shit about McDonald's, but, like, as a teenager, like, as long as, I would say, if you if you work with, like, either your friends, like, some of your friends, or you make friends there, it's a fucking easy job. Like, other than the, like, emotional turmoil the upset customers do and will put you through, it's easy, it's, like, fun if you can, like, joke around with your friends but I remember one time that me and my buddy were like working, we were online, you know, making food or whatever. And we were just joking, laughing, you know, be kind of being obnoxious. Okay. I'll say it. We were being kind of obnoxious and you know, the kitchen isn't like closed. It's open. So like I have a very loud laugh um, and it traveled into like the lobby. Right. And oh, my manager got mad at me. She was like, you need to be quiet. And like, I was like 17, right? I was just a fucking asshole. I'll say it. I was a (laughs) big-headed asshole, right? And I said loudly, I said, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Happiness can only be bought in a meal here. You can't work for it. And I thought that was really funny, and so did my friends. But my manager did not think it was funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) was not impressed like, was not amused well that's the thing though it's like and um being in a band has kind of taught me or i guess like further like reinforced it like in order to have like a good work environment and have like a place you enjoy being at like you got to be with people you enjoy being with like mm-hmm. you know like i love being in this band because i'm genuinely good friends with these people and they make all make all like the work aspects of being in a band fun i hate being in this band because i hate these people <laughs> oh, i love you andrew you Hey, you know, that dynamic works for some people. There are plenty of famous bands that, uh, you know, hated each other. I know specifically there are bands that I've read about where it's like, yeah, we hated each other. But, I mean... That's unfortunate. Oh, yeah. I'm trying... Eh, who cares? I'm sure sure the listener will be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, or yeah, so-and-so, so... You can, hey, fill me in later on what band hates hated each other while recording. Um, but yeah. All right. And then, okay, so what was that? We did the, for, oh yeah. Now, 
Sorry. See, this is what I mean by conversational. I get sidetracked and I'm, and then I just end up wanting to talk to you as people. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to talk to them like a band, too. That's that's <laughs> why they're here. <laughs> All right. All right. So the w- first thing I want to ask, um, are you guys a quarantine band? Like, did you guys come yeah. together? Like, what's yeah, well, like a, it's, it's, well, it's it was, a funny story. It was, it was literally like right before. So it was we, like yeah. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw that I was, you know, stalking your, your stuff, right? And your first single, Wake, or no, uh, Ozark, was, came out, on, well, it was published, right, on Spotify or whatever, on January 25th, yep. 2020. And yep. then the yep. next time you released something was like seven months later after we'd all been quarantined. So I was yep. curious, yeah. like... Did you guys form before and like had the idea to start the band and then it was like, get the fuck inside and then you're like, oh, I guess now we are a band because now we need something to do. <laughs> well, at, at first, honestly, it was just supposed to be a studio project for fun and just do a couple mm-hmm. songs. So um, I had known Aaron through his old band Gone by Sunset and he was writing with Chris and he approached me to do vocals on a couple songs for fun in the studio. I said, yeah, so I met up with them. We started writing some stuff, and we recruited Andrew. I've known Andrew for a few years. It's We're all driven, and we all have the same... Passionate? Extreme, exactly. yeah. I love... Um, one thing I love about just like... I, I guess the product of a band, right, is that if they become successful enough or even just popular enough that they will essentially like claim a font like for example i can pick out the dance gavin dance font in a heartbeat like i can see it like oh that's dance gavin dance's font like it's it's so unique but it's not really it's almost like typewriter but it's stretched and like a little bit skinnier but it's so it's like oh yeah that's dance gavin dance it's i love that they're able you're able to do that and just make it iconic in that sense yeah and that, that I think is like extraordinarily difficult during like, especially like today, because it feels like almost everything has already been taken or someone already mm-hmm. has like that ownership, but I guess have like made a certain font like their signature. Um, right. So finding like a completely unique font that people can identify with you and it works is, it's a lot more difficult than you'd think. Like I think um, w- like we're pretty happy with what we have right now. Um, but I mean, you know, there's always something better that we feel could be out there. So yeah, it's I mean, difficult. You guys are also like in your infancy too. So like there's all kinds of like, you know, changes that could be made with, you know, your stuff. Like it's I hate to say it and sound like like, oh well the stuff we have now is like just a playsetter. Like it could be, but also like as you grow you can like build on top of it and like, oh yeah, this is what it started as and then this is what it became. Yeah, or you still can't it's a yeah. really it's a really interesting thing, like being a musician and working with the same group of people i mean we've been together for almost two years now and we drastically changed our sound i mean at first we were going for like we were mainly influencing like counterparts and uh, bands like that and then sitting together we all kind of were just like why don't we just play the music like we grew up listening to you know stuff that we really love and connect with from when we started becoming musicians you know and Mm -hmm. honestly it just felt way more natural for us when uh when exactly did you guys pick up your respective instruments? Was it something that 
you were kind of pushed into by your parents or was it a school thing or did you just get bored during quarantine and like I'm gonna learn how to fucking play bass well uh, I mean I've been playing different instruments for a really long time it's probably since I've been five years old yeah I started piano when I was five god damn um, <laughs> first instrument I did I was 16 I just wanted to be a cool kid. I wanted to be cool. There we go. So, like, okay. So I started playing guitar at eight. Jeez. Yeah, I started playing guitar at 12, but I, I had piano from five to 10 and trombone from 10 to 18. Did you, did you pick trombone or? Uh, yeah. Where, okay. Like a All right, when, so when the fuck are you going to put that in the damn record, dude? I want some trombone. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I don't even know how to mic a trombone. He's fucking... Just put it into the mic. The so I, I'm always... So, like, I'm always curious as to when people, like, picked up their respective instruments. But then I hear things like, oh, I started when I was five and I've been doing it ever since. The only instrument I've been playing since I was five was my fucking inhaler, bro. And it makes me mad. <laughs> it makes me mad that my parents didn't push me into music. Instead, they were just like, you know what you need instead? A th- you need therapists and you need medicine. Like, not not music. or I mean, they tried to get me into sports because my ADD was like... We'll just put them in something active and we'll make them tired. Like, that kind of worked, but I would have definitely loved to have been able to be like, yeah, I've been playing piano since I was five. Damn. Okay, so five. Uh, what, what, what were... Well, I guess at that age, there's probably not a whole lot of music that's, like, inspiring you to want to make music. Do you guys remember when exactly it was when the the flick switch where you're like, oh, I want to do this because I'm passionate about it and not just because, like, this is a thing that my parents make me do or it's a after-school thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember the day. Yeah. I, I, remember, I remember the exact moment sitting in my room watching the Black Parade is Dead live DVD, seeing them That'll do that. it. And That'll I, do I it. was just so captivated by that. I was like, that's, that's what I need to do. I can't do anything else. I remember... Uh, on my birthday, my seventh birthday, my friend got me uh, no pads, no helmets, just balls, my simple plan. And it was the first CD I ever got. And I, I, I just knew that. I was like, I want to yeah. play guitar. I want to play that music. I don't want to play baseball. Shit. <laughs> he said, fuck the trombone. <laughs> yeah, right? I remember for me, it was, um, yeah, the first time was couple rise against songs and then um i think it was right around the time what separates me from you um from a day to remember came out that's about the same time i started playing guitar and i was like oh wait i can actually play one or two of these and then from there i'm just like oh wait if i can play this like i want to write some stuff that i can play i want to because you know you look at the live videos of them playing it and it just looks like they're having so much fun and a day to remember is one of those bands where they always look like they're having fun because those dudes put on a great show oh Um, yeah one of the best shows I've been to. It's fantastic. Same. I agree. I remember, I think it wasn't the first time I saw them because the first time I saw a day to remember was in 2011 at my first warp tour. It was at Cuyahoga Falls in Ohio. And they yes. sounded like, they sounded like shit. And I was <gasps> super, I listen, I was super bummed because that was like right after Homesick came out. And 
that was like the biggest fucking album of my entire high school career, right? Like everybody was into a date or member and I was super excited to see them and they sounded like shit and I was super bummed. But I saw them again several years later and it turns out that it was just like either the sound guy had kind of like made their sound wonky or it was just the acoustics of the amphitheater that they were in. But bro, I remember they started with started up with uh what's the da 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 and then like they shot off the confetti cannons, bro. I lost my mind because I'd never I'd never experienced confetti cannons for like a fucking hardcore show before, and I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever!" Ah, so great. They also like let balloons go at the end of uh the set that I saw that too. It was pretty wild. Yeah. And then I saw, what was it, Jeremy, uh, maybe, no, it was at, uh, the, I think it was at a Rock on the Range I went to, Jeremy got into, like, a fucking bubble, and, like, went into the crowd, and was just, like, singing in the bubble, like, bro, what is this? Oh, I remember, um, when I saw that, too, like, for some reason, like, this one, they were just throwing a shit on a toilet paper out into the uh-huh. crowd, and one that Jeremy threw, I ended up catching it, and I'm like, this is the best day of my life, <laughs> I caught Toilet paper. It's say that out of context anywhere else. Uh, I think it just falls. I don't know. <laughs> right. Imagine yeah. holding this toilet paper. Like out of context, <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking story. Yeah, I, I I can already tell you what this would be. This would be the the back and forth between me and my father if I came home with a roll of toilet paper. Yeah. I come in, it's big grin on my face. And I'm like, Dad, check this out, and he's like why do you have a loose roll of toilet paper? We're like, bro, I got this at the festival. You took that from a porta potty? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. The band, the band that I wanted to see, remember I told you about, a day to remember? They threw it to me. Okay, what's, what yeah. about it? No, they, they touched it. Like, they threw this and I caught it. Okay, are you gonna oh. use it? Oh my God, dad, you don't get it. You don't get it, dad. Uh, Dumb. Yeah, that's what I, it's, you know, just, you know, like Will Smith said, parents just don't understand. They just don't. Um, all right, so now, oh, okay, yeah. So you've got your, <laughs> from first single Ozark in January to the next single Wake in, oh God, August? August yeah, I, I wrote eight. I should have wrote August because I'm kind of dumb and I don't necessarily remember the numbers of the months. Um, so... Within that time, uh, is this? I mean, you guys already came up with the name of the band, Plainview. What it? Yeah. What exactly does the name mean to you guys? So essentially, um, this, this this came from a conversation that uh, Aaron and I had um, the night after we recorded Ozark. We ended up at a uh, bar around this called Bar Louie, and um, just randomly. Uh, Acquiring different names at each other, and um, one of the names Aaron threw out was uh, Plainview, and um, I think the main instrument was uh, Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood, and we just thought that it, you know, rolled off the tongue really well. It's, uh, you know, got got that like punk that edge to it, and we were like, you know, what? Yeah, let's just roll with this. So ever since then, we just figured it was a good name for us. Hell yeah, I like that. I've I'm always super curious about like band names because, you know, there's all these bands that I've been listening to for for debt like uh, oh god i can say it now decades there are bands that i've been yeah. listening to for decades and Isn't like that- i don't know uh it's not it's not i'm not thrilled about it 
okay? Decades. It used to be just one, but now it's two, and soon it'll be three. Oh, that's, no, I'm good. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's it's so, it's like, it's just crazy to me. Like, where do I, maybe this book does exist, but I'm surprised there isn't a book of like, a, you know, a famous interviewer for some big magazine who hasn't like gotten the story of all these big bands' names, like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is that? Why? Why did you pick that? Why did you pick Red Hot Chili Peppers? That's such a long name. Why would you pick that? But yeah. now, 40 years later, stopped. it's iconic. Yeah. yeah. You got January, Ozark, August, Wake, Callus in November. So I, I just have one I, I have one question about Callus, right? Yes. What's with the B? I'm just curious about the B. You are the first oh, person to ever ask. You just won the secret prize. Oh no. <laughs> so yes. it's Okay, crazy. it's great. Do you do you know the Jack? Say that one more time. You know, it's a game called Jackbox. Jackbox? Yeah, it's a bunch of like these uh games you can play yeah. like, on your phone. You know, it's like Oh. oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, okay. That's like cuz you can like hook it up to your TV and like play with your phone yeah, and I, Yeah, 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 yeah. Was but um our old drummer Chris <laughs> I like like I said I don't remember what the prompt was, but <laughs> we had to give a presentation basically. Oh, and he hand drew really shittily on his phone and then it popped up on the screen a really terribly drawn little B and then it got quiet in the room and he looked at us and he goes, it's bees. <laughs> it made no sense whatsoever, but from then on, bees just became a meme for us for a few yeah. months. We had a bee phase. <laughs> if you watch our guitar, if you watch our guitar playthroughs around then, yeah, uh, which you can find on and yeah. our, yes, and, and our YouTube. But uh, on the computer screen behind us, we had our logo with like the restart logo like spinning, mm-hmm. and then occasionally a bee would come on and spin. <laughs> like stock footage of like bees on a flower for like four <laughs> seconds and then go back to it. None That's of this funny. was told to us prior. It's just I look back over my shoulder. I'm like, yeah. is that a fucking bee? We had to bees. stop recording because I lost it. It's bees. It's bees. You know what's funny is on this show, uh, uh, one of my my uh, my old co-hosts, we had a bee thing too, um, <laughs> in the sense that I forget I forget what exactly specifically it was, but it had to do with like um, <laughs> something about receiving a box and you open it. Guess what? It's bees, <laughs> and it, it it's might. Bees. It's bees. My my co he, my co-host Nick. He used to fuck. He used to make me laugh with that. Be like, oh, what a nightmare! Can you imagine being gifted bees? Oh no, I have a phobia. You, you're afraid of bees, and you put it as the artwork for one of your singles. He said he's got it. I mean, that is a solid reasoning. But that could very easily backfire. It could make things worse. I ain't scared. Actually, it's mostly wasps. Fuck wasps. You you gotta watch for waspus. Yeah. Watch out for waspus. (laughs) Waspus. All right. 
Um, so <clears throat> Settle comes out in December. And then this year, Separate uh, for uh, January. So <clears throat> another question I was really curious about. With all these, what do you have? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five singles, right? Why did none of these make it onto uh, Stranded in a Somber Space, your debut album? Well, honestly, that releasing that record was kind of like a us turning over a new page. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we realized okay. that the sound we were in wasn't really doing it for us personally mm-hmm. as musicians. And like I said earlier, we kind of had a, a moment where like the light bulb clicked. It's like, let's just make the music that we grew up listening to and playing and the music that inspired us when we were learning how to play music. And so we didn't really want to do too much of a drastic change immediately. So we were like, let's just do a smooth transition, start, you know, peppering some new tastes of stuff in there and kind of give people a little taste of what we, what we got coming in the future. Uh, Okay. So it's more of a, um, it's like, uh, how the Goo Goo Dolls used to be a punk band, and then yes, they yeah. stopped being that, and then they became the Goo Goo Dolls that everybody knows and loves now. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, that's fair. All right. I, you know, I'm kind of now I'm mad at myself for not piecing that together. I mean, I didn't <laughs> see that listening to the music, but having talked to you, I, you early, you you mentioned like, yeah, we, you know. We got together and we're like, let's do this thing instead. It, it felt like more natural for us, especially like growing up, being influenced by that. We are able to take all of the new music that we've gone through and fell in love with over the years growing up and kind of make a nice blend of it. Yeah. I will be the first. Well, I'm not going to be the first to tell you, but I will be the first on this show to tell you that the sound you guys have now chef's kiss bro you fucking thank you it's it's very i was honestly surprised when i first heard because like you know the whole emo thing is like it's mainstream now it used to not it used to not be the cool thing and now it is the cool thing and i get kind of nervous when i see people like oh yeah we're like a new emo band i'm like oh are they just like cashing in on the trend or are they legit are they legit in it for, you know, for to be sad and to be misunderstood and shit like that? And I can definitely hear that you guys are actually sincere in your love for the culture of emo. The, the culture of emo, that's it right there. Yeah, we're pretty <laughs> Can confirm. He said can confirm. Hella sad. Big sad. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So then, um, does the album name "Stranded in a Somber Space" does that come from the fact that we were all trapped indoors slash in our heads for months? Yes, yes, exactly. That's like you hit it right in the head. I was I was trying to to think of like if if I could put it into one phrase, like what it felt like. I mean, obviously, like we weren't completely alone, but that kind of like isolation. After a while, it's just like, holy shit, this is something else. This is really something else. Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me realize that we took a lot of stuff for granted. Yes, we did. That's So I want first, let me commend you on the name, the album name, because I, I love that. Stranded Thanks. in a Somber Place. That's fucking, it's 
beautiful, right? Um, and I would also agree that uh, the quarantine, uh, part of me liked the quarantine. You know, I liked quarantine for about a month. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, yeah. no work. Like, I can just watch anime and fucking smoke weed and do whatever. But then I'm oh, like, no. oh, no. That thing that I do every weekend, going to shows and, like, seeing my friends, like, oh, man, that, like, plays a bigger part in my life than I thought it did. And, like, yeah, that was, like, an outlet and a release that I needed. And I'm like, now I don't have it, so what the fuck do I do? We just watch more anime, watch more Netflix, yeah, and then get really... While, I'm like, is, what else is there? Yeah. yeah. For me, uh, it, I think what really got us through it, though, is we, we did, like, weekly, sometimes, like, more than once a week, we did, like, a Zoom meeting, and we uh, we wrote music or we planned <laughs> something for the band, and I think it just kept us all going. Yeah, like keeping your head down, keeping busy, and just having things gone and knowing that, like, you know, okay, when this is done, you know, we're going to have shows available. We're going to be able to make this, this something. So having that mm-hmm. light at the funnel that you know eventually is going to be there is was huge for us. Yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of jealous. Like, I wish I would have used or had an outlet in that sense of, like, bandmates or even just people to make music with because... I definitely think having talked to bands for the past year, a lot of fucking like even though it sucked, a lot of fucking good came out of quarantine. People being cooped up in their own heads, like a lot of great music came out of it. So, on the one hand, it sucked, but also it makes for good music. Yeah, it's, it's like a really emotional time for people. That's like when when you really get inside your own head like that and confront the things you're feeling, you can create some pretty cool shit with. Sometimes that's I feel like that's what you need. You almost got to be backed into a corner. Yeah, and it was nice too because it almost like challenged you to look at things differently and to work on things differently. Like mm-hmm. I, example, never had to like learn songs and write with people over Zoom or Discord. You know, like it's right. always like in person. But we did it because we were dedicated. You know, exactly. And it's like, yo, we can we can do that. We can write good music. Well, like that, we can do anything. That's just like it's, it, we were kind of like, what do you think we can do when we finally can all get together? Exactly. Yeah. There's a, if there's one thing that humans are consistent at, it's adapting. That's probably yeah. our number one trait. Is we will find a way to get that. Look at prison. Look at all the crazy <laughs> shit that they get and do in prison. Like, right. I mean, yeah. There's, there's, there's. They've got cell phones in there, and they're making funny. TikTok videos in prison. I saw one the other day where the movie The Craft must have been on TV because they did the lighters of feather stiff as a board on this like 300 pound dude. And like at first they did it and it didn't work. And then they like did it again and they lifted him up and that dude freaked out, bro. He's like, put me down, put me down. And he fucking ran out. He was like, bro, I'm getting out of this prison. It was funny. Yeah. So, um, when I first checked out the album and first track on the album is breathe. And the first thing I want to say is, I know you guys are big into the used and I know, I think I seen one of your ads was like, or no, you'd posted for, um, a new video for fans of my chemical romance, the used. And then there was some, uh, one other band that you had mentioned, but sometimes switch on and off between number and say Yeah. Okay. Ooh, Sayosin's a good one. Um, Yeah. 
So I also would like to pitch in a, a, a band for that rotation, and that's We Came as Romans, because oh, yeah. because your your cleans, bro, reminded me of Kyle. Rest in peace. Hey. But like mm, that to plant a seed, like his oh, yeah, his cleans. Inspiration to, to mm. everybody. Oh yeah. yeah, bro. So bravo, you guys. That's so sounds great. Are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah, tw- that Plan C came out twelve years ago today. No. Today. Stop. Today. Yeah. Well, oh birthday. my god. Yeah. Happy birthday. Rest in peace, Kyle. Ah oh, man, that's what I should have done. So normally for Wednesdays, like on the account, I post a, a picture of like a vinyl that I have and fuck, if I would have known that, I have a, a special tour variant of to plant a seed. Damn. Still got time. That's true. I do have time. But I am talking to you and I don't want to be like, hey, hold on while I take a picture of this record for my socials. I'm not going to do that to you. Okay? Even though now I kind of want to, but I'm not going to. <laughs> All right. So, um, the name of the album, Stranded in a Somber Place, has to do with being stranded in your brain during quarantine. Would you say that the overall theme of the song, theme of the album is that, or does it branch around? Because there's one song specifically that I'm very curious about, and that song is uh, Pins and Needles. Uh, specifically, one line that made me like... Like, and that's wish it. Okay. First of all, I could have one of the words wrong. It's either would or could. Okay. But forgive me. Wish you would suffocate like everyone around you does. Bro. Okay. That line, I really, really fuck with that. But I have to ask who hurt you? Are you okay? Hold on one second. What did you just say to me, Craig, you bastard? Sorry. He just like. He had a prompt come up saying like, oh, we've been uh, disconnected. And it's like, well, that's not good. I kind of need you to uh, hold on. Yeah. Craig, you bastard. Yeah, we we just talked about, uh, oh, yeah, I made my joke of got to watch what you say. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. My dad used to. Yeah tell me that all the time because I had you know as I mentioned at the top of the show or you guys mentioned it being brutally honest that's there's there is a filter in here but also it's very just genuine and direct and sometimes I don't hear how shitty that thought is until it comes out of my mouth no, like oh, oh yeah I know. I've been in that boat before that sounded bad <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean it's like it's and that's one thing like that makes like speaking to each other over like text difficult because you can never tell tone of voice. Mm-hmm. So there's, oh, bro. there's all these little things that could accidentally make something be interpreted in a way that you didn't intend, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I had to stop trying to like do like the dating app thing because my, my demeanor does not translate through text. Right. Like I just, I just sound like an asshole, like <laughs> a big old asshole. Oh. So, a lot of my friends, I've gotten them used to me just sending voice messages. A lot of people don't fucking like them, but it's the only way that you can hear that I'm like being playful and I'm that mean thing that I just messaged was a joke. Like, and you could hear it if you heard me say it, but reading it, it's like, 
does this kid want to fight me? Like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just poking the bear. Okay, I'm just, I'm just playing. Yeah, our videographer and photographer, he does that all the time. He sends us voice. But the thing is, he'll he'll send seven or eight two in minute, seven or eight in a row two minute voice messages. To see, that's that's excessive, bro. You gotta you gotta trim it down because especially if each message has different context, like. I can't reply to each one. Like, just do one, and then I'll respond, and then you do another, and I'll respond to that. Yeah, there's, there's a, there's a different etiquette when it comes to voice messages. You can't put too much in it because then it's, it's hard to keep track. That's the one thing I like about like the messaging is that if somebody says one thing, I can swipe and reply to that message, and then vice versa. But when it comes to like the voice message. You're just kind of stuck guessing which is which and what I'm responding to. Hey, unrelated, and uh, this has nothing to do with our interview, but have you guys ever heard of a magazine called I know you guys are from Michigan. Have you guys ever heard of that? No. I'm going to take a look just in case I've seen it out in the wild. Um, I um, I got emailed last night uh, by this magazine. They're like, hey, we'd like to do an interview with you. And I'm like, Okay, but I don't actually live in Michigan. Like, I just interview some Michigan bands. Like, is that going to be betraying the integrity of your magazine if you interview somebody from Indiana? Hmm. That looks kind of cool. Just don't tell them. I did, though. I already told them. Because I was worried. I was like, yeah, but what if it's like an in-person interview? And they're like, so where are we going? And then I'm like... Indiana, and they're like, you son of a bitch, <laughs> and then I get like blacklisted. Ooh, that's the wrong thing. Okay, and then ooh, another question I had. Well, not really a question, but in your track "Silence and Letting Go," right at around the two-minute mark, you guys drop to clean vocals, then sit there for a couple excruciating seconds, and then blast right back with the full ensemble. I love that gut punch that comes with that. It takes me back to my early emo days. Was that the idea that you guys went in with? Or was that something, or was that one of those instances where it's like, hey, let me try something real quick? It was structured that way when we went in, but all of the orchestral stuff and the the layered vocals and all, all the additional texturing was all uh, worked on with our producer, Mike. Uh, Mike Martinson from Boys of Fall. Shout out to Mike, bro. That that part, it was like it weans off and then bow, just big explosion. It's great. I loved it. Oh yeah, Mike absolutely killed it um, with the production. Like the entire like process of recording with them and everything that he put into it. Like those little pieces, um, mm-hmm. like things you don't think about, um, and it really wraps everything together and has that much more of an impact. Um, you know, those like little things that a producer can add and just like sprinkle in. It's a, it's a spice. I think it's, I I've, I always find it interesting. Like I love watching um, like music documentaries because you often overlook the process of an album. Like sometimes you just think like, oh, this is a song they wrote and this is a song I heard. It's like, no, a lot of the times there's a demo, which is like, oftentimes a totally different song than the one that ends up on the album and it's really cool to see the process of them like breaking down breaking the bones of the original song and like adding to it and like restructuring it and changing this original monster into like taking a machop 
and changing it into a Machamp. It's really cool to see that process. Honestly, that's the, actually kind of perfect. Yeah, the producers always have like these nifty little ideas. I mean, that's you know they're trained professionals, so of course they would. But it's always cool to see that you know if assuming that the producer may not be a musician, you know, whatever, that they're like, oh, they've got that outside ear to be like, okay, but real quick, try this. Oh, yeah, it really is, because one one little thing that you add could completely transform a part of something. Right, exactly. Um, ow. So, um, I say um a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, though. I was a bit disappointed when... The track Make Yourself was not a cover of Incubus. Okay? I'm going to be honest. That's the only thing I ever think about when I see the words Make Yourself. I'm like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, Incubus. But it's never Incubus. I, should, I shouldn't expect it to be Incubus because who's going to cover Incubus and, like, really nail it, you know? Brandon Boyd is just another level. I didn't even know what they were talking about. I was like, dang, they're like, that's the Incubus song. I was like, yeah. Like, are you for real? I mean, like, no offense to Incubus, but I mean, honestly, same. Like, I, I think they're good. It's just I never really got into them. Um, but yeah, they definitely have like a super unique sound that, like, I agree with you. It's very hard to replicate. For sure, it's it. It's just I think it's honestly. Well, I shouldn't say it's honestly. Brandon's got such a powerful and like unique voice. Um, and then also, it's just the whole dynamic of what Incubus is. Is they've it's kind of like a. So Lincoln Park had like a you know a, a turntable guy. So did Incubus. Oh, I forgot it's, about that. Yeah, it's such a such a weird thing to think about. It's like oh, there's this four piece band, and then there's a dude on turntables in the back. Like he's also part of the band. Like okay, but why? That was the '90s, man. The '90s. That's why. <laughs> that whole crossover with uh, with metal and rap, and they were just like, fuck it, let's roll with it. Bro, I the early two thousands when when fucking rap and rock came together, you know, I had the what was it, corn and dem franchise boys did lean with it, rock with it. Um no, they did coming undone with it. That's what the song was named. And then uh Jay Z and Lincoln Park did a song, right? I think they did um, the album. Uh, no, they just did the song. Oh, they just did the oh, they did the what can I think of? No, I'm on for it. It was, wasn't it on? Uh, it was like re, reanimated. Yeah, reanimated. Reanimated. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, reanimated was a, that was like a, almost like a collaboration because wasn't there more than just yeah. like, I think Korn was, had, was, they did something with them too, didn't they? Yeah, like in that album. But yeah, reanimated. I think that was like one of the first Linkin Park albums I ever saw physically is i was in sixth grade and there was a kid who had a cd player and he had like one of those like the the zip up things you open up and it was like a, a pamphlet right and i remember seeing the reanimated cd and i was like oh hell yeah dude you like gundam because i didn't know i didn't know what it was and i'm like and he was like no nah, this is a band i'm like bro that's a fucking gundam on the cover don't try and tell me otherwise i know what a gundam is transformer Ooh yeah Ooh, to, uh reanimation was that have been before any of the transformer movies though i think i aged about 50 it was like the end of uh fucking ark of the covenant 
where the guys just start melting. <laughs> That's basically me. Like, yeah, this is bad. This ain't good. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Listen to this episode and hear one of the members of the band die, and then the band the band discontinues. Good oh my yeah, goodness! <laughs> and so, see, it'd have been way cooler if your camera would have worked, so we could have shown you melting. Okay, oh. then we both could have won. Okay, you wind up on the news. I wind up getting interviewed. Like, what was it like to watch the guy you were interviewing get melted by the Ark of the Covenant? And like, oh, it was pretty crazy. But I'll tell you what. Email. Be sure to follow Toon Junkies podcast on all your social medias and listen to <laughs> the, the the interviewer is just like looking at me like, did he just plug his shit while we're talking about this kid that died? Like, girls the way of the world. Got to take care of number one. That's me. Got to take care of number one. <laughs> so, also, I have a question. So, I don't have any qualms with your choice. But I am curious as to why you chose this MCR song to cover, The Sharpest Lives. Great song. But why did you guys pick The Sharpest Lives? Well, we, we all do really love that track. And at the time we were asked to feature on the compilation, there were only a handful of songs we could choose left. And mm-hmm. honestly, that that one made the most sense just because of how energetic it is and how, how much like songs like that have influenced us. Like yeah. That. And that was for, was that Ghost Killer Entertainment that that was yeah, for? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love those guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're us too. super thankful that we're asked to be a part of oh. that. A lot, especially, you know, bands like um, Outlining Color being featured in there too, which, I mean, we think is very cool. So all mm-hmm. the bands we think killed it. So it was all around very, very fun time being able to be a part of it. Hell yeah. I, uh, I tried to slide in their DMs one time. I'm like, hey. Do you guys have any bands you need interviewed? Send them my way. I'll do it for you. I'll do all the I'll do all the dirty work for you. <laughs> trying to trying to get in some. Oh, also another question. Um, do you guys have a? Ooh, what's the word? Um, it's not necessarily. Well, maybe it is a manager. Who's your manager now? Did you say? Uh, Chris, Chris Bianchi. Um, did you guys? Were you guys working with uh? the dude from Dropout Kings for a minute? Yeah, Adam yeah. Ramey. He's a very good friend of ours. I love Adam. Yeah. Ask Carson. No. No. <laughs> he, he was the guy who told me about you because um, he had reached out to us and like sent us a, a few band names. He's like, hey, you know, I've got these bands that, you know, could use some, you know, an interview, like whatever. And it's like, if you want to do it, like do it. And that's when I initially like reached out to you guys was like, hey, you know, homeboy, I don't think I told you that he told us, but that's how I was introduced to you. And that's when I looked you guys up and I'm like, oh shit, this is like a real emo band, okay. like for real. And they're close, like Michigan, like I could see them. They're not from Texas where I'll never see them. Like, oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah. No, we appreciate Adam. And I'm um, super, super cool to see like all the success that Dropout Kings is getting. Like, it's, oh. so, luckily, uh, we were actually able to see them back in July, I want to say. They came around our next yeah. And um, they put on an amazing performance. And um, again, they deserve everything that they're getting right now. Like They deserve all the recognition. I love seeing, like, I don't think, I'm pretty sure that they, they weren't like a, uh, a pandemic, a pandy band. Pandy band, yes. A pandy band, not panty, pandy. A pandy band. But I did love seeing how much they grew over 
like through quarantine. Like there were so many bands that I loved watching go from like, you know, 4,000 followers and then just really leaning into just being present on their socials. And then after quarantine was done and shows started coming up, you revisit their page and they're sitting at like 15K. I'm like, damn, y'all put in some work. Good for you. I oh, really. Yeah, they, they work so hard. Adam's an mm-hmm. monster when it comes to marketing. And um, he just knows. He grinds. I need me a fucking marketer. Uh, nobody markets podcasts though. It's always it's it's always like, hey, uh, we 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 got we got bands. I'm like, yeah, okay, but do you market podcasts, bro? Like, that's what I need. I don't like being on social media, and that's kind of like the only avenue for promoting your shit nowadays. I'm like, I don't want to spend more time on the Facebook and Instagram. Ugh. I feel that first world problems. You hear? You feel me? Honestly, I've. Uh a really good conversation yeah seriously like cool. you, you, asked, you have asked us a lot of good questions and led to a lot of natural conversation cool i uh i would like to attribute that to my natural charisma but also i've been to therapy for a long long time so i know how to hold a good decent conversation oh therapy's important <laughs> I like, listen, therapy fuck a stigma like it's good oh yeah like no you- i know yeah, I I swear by it, honestly. So years of therapy can make anyone better. <laughs> yes, it can. And the only the only shitty part about therapy is that it's not something you're not just gonna go to a therapist's office and find the right one. Like you might get lucky and that might happen, but more often than not, you're gonna have to shop around because like in order for you to be completely vulnerable, you have to find some uh, therapist that you like and there's a good chance you're not going to like all of them. So sometimes it's it's a process to find the right one. But when you do find the right one. But I see. I, mm. I went to five or six different ones before I found a therapist you know, that, that was right for me. You know? Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's not necessarily – it's not like a doctor where you can just go to a doctor and be like, hey, my butt hurts. What's wrong with it? And they can be like, oh, it's this. It's – the therapist thing, like, you have to be comfortable, like, not just physically, but, like, emotionally comfortable to be transparent and vulnerable with this stranger, right? So, sometimes it takes, you gotta walk through a couple, but yeah, it, worth it, like you said, worth it. Yeah, and I mean, the biggest part of therapy is, like, you, it's not, like, the therapist who's gonna be doing the stuff. Like, the therapist is there as, like, a... Not to like mediator, but I mean, it's like they're essentially like a tool and it's like you got to Mm -hmm. use that and um, you've got to want the change and you've got to put in the work and it's not easy, but like they're absolutely perfect if you're willing to make those changes and work on yourself. Mm hmm. I think this is an ironic conversation for like the emo kids to be having because like (laughs) I feel like our whole our whole premise is to be like we're sad and we're always sad and that's just how it's going to be. But no. I think the the updated emo is like you're allowed to be sad just like make sure you try and work towards you know not being sad sometimes like you can sit in it that's fine but don't stay there right yeah, <laughs> like be yeah. sad but not stagnant always make progress on yourself don't ever let that stall exactly yes baby stuff utilize the sadness utilize it get yeah. something out of it don't just fucking soak in it that's what listening to emo music's for that's when you soak but I think we've done a great job here, boys. We, we've we've done some good work. Oh, okay? I, I definitely. Your mom, your parents would be proud, right? Oh, 
<laughs> oh no, so no, proud. they're not supposed to be proud. My, I'm supposed to be mad at my parents. No, I love them. But yeah. Just one last thing, <laughs> but like, I fucking love my parents. Oh yeah, like, we, we all have important parents, like, which, is, which is really nice. Like, literally, I remember the first time like in high school, I painted my nails black, I come home the next day, like, they're like, oh, we got you some new nail polish too, and like, here's some remover if you ever want to take it off. I'm like, I fucking love you guys. Like, I couldn't have like the best, like better parents. It's like, they were never like, oh, it's just a phase. They're like, fuck it, be you. We don't care. Just be yourself. And I'm like, I think that's the reason also why I'm like in this dance because like they, they never tried to like stop or dwell any of it. They just roll with it. Like he's gonna be weird, but I, I roll with it. It's a good weird, you know. Yeah. He could be like smoking crack out back. <laughs> but uh, bro, I think you just wrote lyrics for the next single, bro. Smoking crack out back. Like there it is. <laughs> it's a bad kind. I'm jealous of your parental your parental units because my father once told me if I ever came home with a ear with a piercing, he'd put me in a dress. In a dr- well, what now. if you like the dress? Yeah, look at the eye and be like, I love this. <laughs> well, I I listen. It's, that this was many many years ago. Okay, things have changed. My my father isn't that same person, but I think it was just because. He didn't want me to imitate the behaviors of some of the kids that he taught in school because he was a teacher. And some of those kids were punks and derelicts and just no-gooders, right? He didn't want me to be like them. But joke's on you, Dad. Now I have gauges and I'm covered with tattoos. So what's... No, it's fine. He's he's okay with it now. He sees that it's just an expression. It's not that I'm a, you know, I'm a garbage person. It's just shock but then they realize like oh okay it's it's just an expression thing it's not like yeah my that doesn't define him as a monster well yeah. being taken by satan but i'm like eh. well don't well well okay uh, so hail satan but you know <laughs> that's a different conversation it's been a seriously it's been like a really good conversation with me man like, yeah i appreciate you having us on yeah give us this opportunity to um just talk with you I, I was I was happy to finally get around to getting you guys on the show. I was super stoked. Now, here comes the outro bits, right? All right. So, um, it was wonderful getting to talk to you boys. Now, if you would do the listener a favor and tell them all where they can find and follow all the shenanigans of Plainview. So, we are basically on all social media. Inst- Instagram is our like central hub. That's where we interact with people the most. Okay. Um, but we've all, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Um, all of our music is available on every streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music. I I see sometimes Deezer. we get streams on Deezer. I that is the true movies on Deezer. <laughs> Bro, people been plugging Deezer for like the last year and I'm like bro I don't even know what the fuck that is yeah, I don't know what it is but hey if people are listening <laughs> huh. on there then that's great yeah, yeah. got a cult following <laughs> yeah you're like why do we have a million streams like oh Deezer Deezer <laughs> who's using Deezer <laughs> Deez Nuts <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't change their name after the whole Deez Nuts thing honestly that's a good point <laughs> maybe they really leaned into it so um do you guys have any shows coming up well not at the moment we are working on some stuff can't really get into it too much but we did just have Mm. our first show on halloween 
which was <gasps> absolutely incredible. Uh, we played with some really good bands. Uh, Unwell, Sink In, Vena Morris, and Lake Mosaic. Uh, it was it was great to finally be back on stage after so long. Uh, it was it was such an experience. It was unreal. I, I, I we we did run into some technical difficulties, but honestly, I don't think I would change anything. No, it just... did you guys did you guys dress up? No, we didn't. <laughs> what? We were thinking about what? it. We were thinking about you it. You played we were... a Halloween show and you didn't wear a costume. We were going to, but we decided like this is our first show ever as Plainview. We need to we need to represent who we are as the band, solidify our image. It, we, I we guess were thinking that's about fine. going as all different spider spider verse, but better the wiggles Bro. or the wiggles, yeah. <laughs> You're telling me you had the golden ticket idea to dress up as different Spider-Mans from the multiverse, and you said, nah, let's just dress as our regular old selves. Yep. What's next show? <laughs> Real catch the <laughs> No, I, I was like, no Spidey suit today. I'm going to wear fishnets and a Britney Spears shirt. Okay, bro. That actually sounds pretty dope, though. That sounds, actually, yeah. that sounds pretty cool. Uh, you know what? I was mad. But the Britney Spears shirt makes up for it. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was about to cancel you, but you can thank Brit. You can thank Britney Spears. Okay, it's Britney, bitch. She saved you. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that's fair. I, I, uh, I know about Unwell. I found. I saw. I found them on Instagram too. That uh, the vocalist. It was like he's like a Broadway singer, isn't oh, he? Oh yeah, magic, magic. Yeah, crazy good vocalist. Um, the last thing we did plugs shows. The last thing we do is I just like to uh, ask you to pull out your whatever streaming service you use and uh, tell me what you've been listening to lately. What's oh, let's see here. And no making up stuff. Be honest. If you've been listening to Christina Aguilera, guess what? That's cool because Genie in a Bottle is a bop. That's that is true. I've been listening to a lot of Dayseeker. Ooh, nice. I've got uh, Thrice, um, The Cab, AFI, Limp Biscuit. Oh man, Limp Biscuit. Hell, oh, I haven't. I didn't. E- I didn't even listen to the new Limp Biscuit album that came out on the oh, yeah, on Halloween. Yeah, it's so good. It it's a bang. Who'd have thought? Front to back. Good on them. All right, I'll have to check it out. I I recommend it. Definitely check it out. Is that everybody's list? Is that you guys only been listening to the Limp Biscuit and uh, Thrice and what uh, else? Ice Nine Kills. Ooh, there we go. Ice Nine Kills slaps. The Cab. The Cab. The Cab. Um. Wait, the Cab? Like Death Cab for Cutie, or what's the Cab? No, the Cab. Like, uh, they were around in like early 2010s. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Fall Out Boy, too. You know what song you should listen to by Fall Out Boy? Their cover of Beat It. You know why? Because it features my man, John Mayer. Hell yeah. Yeah, fuck that, that's... Bro, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me see. We I've been listening to uh, a band called Ludovico Technique. Um, Wolves in the Throne Room. Um... Uh, John Jin Han uh, specifically a song called The Young Folks I'm pretty sure I found it on TikTok 
I love TikTok because it shows me new music all the time. So, oh yeah, yeah, thanks. TikTok for that. Actually, yeah, I, I also listen to uh, Ludovico, so I, that's fucking awesome. I uh, the first time I saw Ludovica, well, I didn't see them perform, but first time I heard them, uh, I've got a goth bar that like uh, is down the street from me, and they were playing the vu- music, one of the music videos for. Uh, oops, don't play the song. They were playing the music video for. Pause for anticipation. Just kidding. Oh, p- for the song called Potential. I was hypnotized by this dude's aesthetic, like his hair, the fucking makeup, the like bright contact lenses. I was like, that, bro, if there was any subliminal messaging in that music video, I would have done anything. Like I would have <laughs> killed somebody probably because that dude had me in a trance, my guy. Like it was, it was scary. Like I couldn't stop stuck to the screen. Static. Oh yeah, I was really into it. So shout out to Ludovico Technique. Um, I've been listening to a band called NVM. That's probably not how you say their name, but that's what it's NVM. I don't know. Um, Subsonic Eye. Shout out to um, oh no, who was it that told me to? Oh, one of the dudes in the band Bouquet told me to check out Subsonic Eye. Oh yeah. Um, a band called Stop Drop Rewind, which is the band at the top of the show that I said who the vocalist, his name is Chris, K-R-I-S, Stop Drop Rewind. Great band, okay? They're so good. Um, Spineless Heartless, Drop Dead Gorgeous, The Go-Go's, Ellie and Fur, and then there's this other band that I've been like, I've been pretty into. I'm hoping that one day I'll get to see them because, like, you know, they don't live that far away. But Plainview, this band called Plainview, they're pretty good, too. So the the last thing, uh, what song would you like me to close out with? Preferably, please pick one of your own. Don't ask me to play Jay-Z because they will take it down. (laughs) Feed from you. Feed from you. Okay. I thought you were saying, I. you know, I don't even, I'm not even going to say what I thought you were saying. So... Meat. <laughs> I th- like meat for you I'm like what the fuck are you saying to me <laughs> yeah, meat well, for me <laughs> that's the parody album coming out <laughs> alright so then real quick tell me a little bit about feed for you that was one of the first songs we wrote in like the stark change in our sound um, mm-hmm. and Honestly, like looking at the lyrics, it can be interpreted in a couple different ways. But one of the main things we kept in mind when writing it was like the way we consume other human beings as as content, really, and and not feeling like we can live up to internet standards. And ooh, that's good. It's not, it's it's kind of like a riff on. Have you, have you seen Jennifer's Body with Megan Fox? You know what? I keep getting told I should because, like, the horror community is like really into that movie and it's really good. Yeah, so like, like vibing off of that, like, like eating people, but not not like physically eating them, consuming them as content nowadays. Right. It'd been cool if it, if the song was more pro cannibalism. <laughs> like, that's pretty neat. But you know, I don't think I have the stomach for for being a cannibal. That's weak. That's not that's not on my bucket list. Makes mm. one of it. I. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If somebody handed me a bag of teriyaki flavored human jerky, I would absolutely try it. 
just out of curiosity, just curious. You're not a least bit curious. I, I don't know. I feel like I might get like bad cow disease or something. I have like the impossible human, you know, as a substitute. I'm not really like, <laughs> like oh, if there's a cage free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are, <laughs> I made this joke. Oh, are they, is this farm to table? Hmm? Are they free range humans? <laughs> well, this is a hell of a way to close the podcast. <laughs> Listen, that's bro. I'm always here to to make people uncomfortable. Like, would you eat a person? Uh, watch, I'm probably on a list now for as many times as I've openly spoke about how I'm like not opposed to trying human meat. I'm sure you're not the only one. The FBI is probably watching me. And you know what? The joke's on them because I live a very boring life. All right. So, uh, feed from you. Uh, kind of like Megan's body about not living up to the standards of the social media. And I fuck with that because that's honestly why I don't like being on social media is because that shit affects me hardcore. I, I, it's so hard for me to get past the notion that Social media is just the highlights of people's life. It's not the every moment of their life. It's just the... Yeah, it's like unrealistic. You can't live up to anything. Yeah. And it's like you have to limit yourself to how much social media you intake. Because if you just like live on social media, you're, that's a one-way one ticket to like a therapist. So, oh, yeah. Like it, yeah. It's yeah, that's a, one, that's, a, that's a fast pass to a drug addiction because that's an easy way to make yourself not happy so well that's that's really great i i really love the premise of that and i think it's something that more people i'm sure people are aware of it but i think it's something that we all kind of need to like almost keep in front of our face other you know as opposed to keeping your phone in front of your face so that's really great hell yeah yeah so um please enjoy feed from you This has been a Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris, and we will see you on the next episode.